Hello, and a very happy Mothering Sunday to all of you mothers and standing mothers. I do hope you will enjoy the lovely chocolates, beautiful flowers, and greetings from the family and loved ones. Mothering Sunday, or Mother's Day, is an annual celebration honoring the mother of the family, as well as grandmothers, aunts, cousins, and all who has a part to play in rearing children. It's a day when children honor and give gifts to thank those who care for them. It's really a great excuse to make a fuss and show love and appreciation to your mother or your mother figure. Washington Irving, the American writer, said, a mother is the truest friend we have when trials heavy and sudden fall upon us, when adversity takes the place of prosperity when friends who rejoice with us in our sunshine desert us, when troubles thicken around us, still will a mother cling to us and endeavor by her kind precincts and counsels to dissipate the clouds of darkness and cause peace to return to our hearts. So, Mom, while your role isn't defined by a paycheck or a promotion, you are vitally important to your family and your children's physical, emotional, and their spiritual well-being. I have been asked to share some of my life story and a few personal experience as a mother I would also like to incorporate some of the mothers in the Bible and see what we can learn from them. My name is Shirley, and I was born in Guyana in South America. My mother figure was my grandmother, but mainly my cousin, who were both very devout Christian women. They taught me of Jesus' love from a very early age and encouraged me to pray and to read my Bible. They shared their Christian beliefs, values, and morals, not just in words, but in their daily life. I surrendered my life and future to God again at a very early age. And I received that joy and that happiness in Christ that only comes from him. I soon became very active in the Sunday school and gradually progressed to the youth work. God was the center of my life. He was my shepherd, my guide, my all. During those years, an elderly lady in our church invited me to accompany her once weekly 
to do door-to-door visiting in a new housing estate. She spoke and prayed with the first few house occupants. Then we did alternate houses. Many of them later visited our church, met with Jesus, and their lives were transformed for good. I thank God for her planting that seed of sharing God's love and the gospel in me, which is still growing and bearing fruit to God's glory. My working career started as a secondary school teacher until I felt God calling me to the rainforest, the hinterland area of our country. I felt he called me to teach in a local primary school and help to set up a church in the village. It was a different way of life, working among wonderful indigenous Aboriginal Indians learning a bit of their language, and leading them to Christ. God had it all planned out, and his word and love soon spreaded throughout that area. Today, that school and church have both developed beyond bounds, and in turn, the church have planted many other churches in their surrounding areas. To the praise of God, our Father, I thank him. In 1960, I came to London. I commenced my nursing career as a state-registered nurse, carried on midwifery, pediatric ward sister, night sister. God has always been at the center of my life, leading, shaping, blessing. A new era, marriage, motherhood, grandparent. I am now the mother of two wonderful daughters, four grandchildren, and two great-grandchildren. I started at King's Church in the 1970s when it was known as Catford Hill Baptist Church. It is so great to see the way God has blessed us as a church over the years in so many different wonderful ways. We give thanks. For me, it's been a pleasure to be involved at various times in the Daytime Alpha course, small groups, pastoral care, welcome team, seniors group, the feast, and seeing God move in power, building, blessing, and growing, changing us to be more like Jesus and reaching out into the community and beyond.
in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 28, it says, Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. We're just going to have a look at the mothers in the Bible. The first one will be Hannah. Hannah, a mother who recognized who God is and prayed. The Bible speaks often about waiting for God to act and for him to bless. Hannah knew about waiting. In a society that measured a woman's worth by her children, Hannah was barren. She had two choices, to be bitter or to continue seeking God's help. She wanted a son. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10, it says, In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. Hannah chose instead of turning away from God, she turned to God. Instead of praying less, she prayed more. She knew that while her husband couldn't give her a child, God could. She may not have been happy with God's timing, but she never doubted his goodness. Unfortunately, one of the things we're tempted to do when things fall apart is to avoid God's presence. That is a big mistake because he is the one who, need, who we need most. Hannah poured out her heart to God in prayer. She didn't just think about what she wanted. She also thought about what God wanted. She made a vow. And in 1 Samuel verse, chapter 1, verse 11, it says, O oh Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him back to you for all the days of his life. When you're willing to make a promise to God that, that he can hold you to, you are really getting serious with your prayer. And that's when God will get serious about answering your prayer. Pour out your heart before God. Persistent in prayer. And so we read in verse 20, So, in the course of time, Hannah conceived, gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel. And she kept her vow. When Samuel was about three years old, Hannah took him to the high priest to be trained in the things of God. <clears throat> he became a prophet and a judge. After the birth of both of my children, 
I give God thanks, and I gave them back to him to be used by him. It didn't mean that bad things will never happen to them or that they would not make mistakes in life. It meant that we have that assurance that God will always be there if they let him to help them through the storms of life. Some years ago, my younger daughter woke up one morning and found it a struggle to get out of bed. Her mobility was affecting, and so was her speech. She had actually had a stroke at a very young age, and she had a toddler to take care of. It was scary, very scary, because herself and her husband were about to move abroad to help plant a church. Oh, tell you, prayer changes things. I reminded God that she was his, and with her husband and child, they wanted to fulfill the plans God had for them and share the good news of salvation. Our faithful God answered prayer, and she recovered in time to follow the path God had cut out for her. Lois and Eunice, women of faith, Timothy's mother and grandmother. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, it says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother and in your mother Eunice. And I'm persuaded now lives in you also. Paul wrote that when he thought of Timothy, he was reminded of the sincere faith that lived in Timothy's grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. Lois and Eunice lived out their faith in such a way that Timothy also came to believe in Jesus. Lois and Eunice clearly loved Timothy, and they provided for his needs. But there was more to come. Paul points to the faith living in them as the source of the faith living in Timothy. Even though Timothy's father isn't mentioned, Paul calls Timothy his dear son. For those who don't have families to pass down faith, they can still find parents and grandparents within the church environment, people who will help figure out to live a life for God, a holy life, and to embrace the gifts God has given you. Gifts of power, love, and good self-discipline. Mothers, we can prepare a godly inheritance for those whose lives we influence 
by living in close commun communion with God. Have a relationship with God. We make God's love a reality to others when we give them our undivided attention. Listen. When we show interest in what they think and do and share life with them. When our lives reflect the reality of God's love, we leave a lasting legacy for others to continue. When I think of the adolescent years, I cringe sometimes, but one has to just continue to teach moral values and family principles to open, to share and listen and discuss to the social pressures and other fundamentals that teenagers have to experience. Keep assuring them of your love and you will always be there for them. That will never change. Pray for them. Have confidence in the power of your prayers. Our last mother that we look at is the widow, Naomi. In Ruth chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. In her young days, Naomi had two sons. Her life had been very hard. During a time of famine, her family became refugees in a foreign land. And there she lost her husband and both sons. Her future seemed bleak. Naomi, her name meant joy. But after losing her husband and children, she changed it to Mara, which meant bitterness. Don't allow changing times to change who you are. God still had a lot for Naomi to do. She would one day, as the verse we've read, have care of a little boy whose name was Obed, who she was honored to find he would be in lineage of Jesus himself. A great honor. When your circumstances change, remember your life isn't over. Naomi allowed herself to become cynical. Don't let that happen to you. Discouragement comes when we feel as if we can't go on. We are surrounded by evil and bad news. But there is a day when that will be over and things will be better with God's help. For me, I remember almost 15 years ago when my husband suddenly died from a heart attack. 
the verse that helped me through that was Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. He gives strength to the weary. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I felt my world had come to an end. But after a while, joy did come in the morning because I found that being in the house on my own, I had the liberty then to do something that I knew God wanted me to do. I was able to start a small group, a community group within my home without any distractions. That group started all those years ago, is still flourishing now. Many have passed through it, but thank God we've been able to reach out and help one another and build one another up and encourage one another. God is a good God. He knows what he's doing. There's always hope, hope for the future. Remember that God is with you, and wherever we go, his peace will abide with you also. To summarize, we've spoken about Hannah, and one thing I want you to remember is Hannah prayed, and she kept praying. Persistent prayer and believe that God will answer makes a difference. Lois and Eunice, teach your children about Jesus from a very early age. Let them know that God loves them. Let them know that they could talk to him and he will hear their prayers. That in the difficult times, God is there as a shepherd for them. Naomi, don't give up in life. God, our comforter, never leaves us, and he's promised never to forsake us. He is there with us throughout the storms of life. I'd just like to pray with you before I leave. Father God, I do want to thank you for your wonderful love, for the way that you stick by us. Thank you, Lord, especially this time with the COVID and people have gone through and still going through storms in their lives. We pray for them. I pray that you will help those who are bereaved, that you will comfort them. Even as you said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. I pray those who have lost their jobs, that you will take care of them financially and in every other way that the need is. Provide jobs, provide finance. I pray, Lord, for those who are really going through a hard time mentally because of the lockdown. Father, let them find friendship in you and help them that as they call out to you, they will have that assurity that you do answer prayer 
and your presence in their lives will make a difference. Amen.